Hello. Welcome to the reunion show. I'm DJ Rock Lobster, a.k.a. Rocco, with my partner, Brittany. Home. Okay, I'm getting away from this microphone. I keep getting told to walk away from people, so it's getting... Welcome, this is 13th year Project Down and Dirty Pickleball. Can you believe we're at a sports event? All right. What's up, Lucky Shots? Woo! That's your cue to cheer. All right, so our athletes have been playing for the last three days tirelessly, and the first question I have to ask goes to Donna. <laughs> How have you dealt with being a professional athlete? this thing on? Can you hear me? Hi. Uh, very poorly. Thank you. Um, my body is killing me, you guys. My body hurts. I pulled a muscle here. My ankles are all blistered up. My back hurts. My neck hurts. My arms hurt. My toes hurt. Lost a toenail. Tried using... Uh, yeah, it's a true story. So I was using Biofreeze the other day. I'd never used it before. And I was spraying the crap out of my shoulder unbeknownst to me holly was lying on the couch taking a nap and i the whole room just menthol city everybody was like oh, started going <laughs> up my nose and i'm like <coughs> i'm like who is drowning in vicks vapor rub right and now i'm sorry <laughs> first time athlete i hope it made you feel better it You're, did thank okay you. that oh, is a question i wanted to ask because this is definitely one of the more athletic projects down and dirty we've done i mean I, we all know julia is kind of the pickleball queen Woo! number one seed <laughs> we know bradley's kind of crossfit guy but uh, does anybody here have sports in their background was anybody with grant were you like a, a high school sports star anybody here yeah i played a little athlete athletics in the past i was a wrestler but that doesn't bode well for pickleball it's, it's, <laughs> Um, but yeah, but that was football and wrestling, so I've got a little athletic background, but I have learned a lot about pickleball, and I am now addicted like Julia after this week. Yeah. It has been fun. We know, we know who are in the club. You know, it's addicting. Yeah, I was asking earlier how you guys are doing, and uh, Holly said you guys are all kind of hurting. Is that true? Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. A lot of Advil? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have 800 milligrams in me right now of Advil. I put some Biofreeze on my neck. My neck hurts right now, so I'm just trying to work it out and stay loose before we get moving. That's all. Julia, as the pickleball expert, yes, sir. Uh, what do you think of your uh, cohorts here? Okay, so yesterday, maybe I dished a little bit about Bradley and Don and their lack of competitiveness. and. Why I had to play against them. Well, she was in the room. And I did. And I thought, this stinks. How are we ever going to get better? But today, we played them again. And I did. I said it in front of their faces. And in a very nice way. Um, but today, you guys have improved so much. It in just blows day. me away. So if anyone's interested in picking it up, it doesn't take long, which is frustrating to me who's played it forever, and these guys are already better than me. I Thank mean, you so much, Mima. <laughs> yeah, but for, I'm serious. You should, seriously. Well, I was going to ask, and for the novices, Jason, uh, what do you think of Julia's game? Is she as good as, uh, as advertised? We've never played, really. If I don't say the right thing, she'll hit me, so she's no. great. No, she's great. No, no. Julia was... I, 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 
and I was excited for Julia and for Lori because we've been saying this all week. They have lost everything every year, <laughs> and no matter what we've done, except for last year with Film Fest, but Thank I went you. to therapy and had that blocked out of my mind. So, but from what I understand, Lori yes. and Julia won. But um, I was so proud because this was going to be Julia's year. This this was the, every year when we announce what Project Down and Dirty is, you can hear cussing from the double wide from Lori and Julia. And this was going to be the year that Julia was going to be queen. And then, and then she saw Steve play. And then, and then Steve. And then and there was a different kind of cussing coming from the double wide. And I gotta be still, honest. But you're fantastic. You really are. We play. Yeah. I mean, you're you're amazing. It, you are, and you aren't. Anyone who plays this game, some days you're so hot, some days you're so not. But I will say there is maybe a 20-year age difference between. <laughs> You know? Our knees and their knees. And our knees and their knees. <laughs> you guys have had a really, lot of work on your knees, it, right? But it's just fun. It's been fun, Jason. <laughs> Don, I really and we've have. we've never played Me you too. two. <laughs> uh, this is kind of on the tailback of, Alexis, is this the first time you've played pickleball? This is the first time I've played, yes. You and I were chatting about this. Why do you think pickleball is the number one growing sport in America? Because there's very little that you need to play. You just need a paddle, you need a wiffle ball. You can play inside, you can play outside. The other thing that's really great, like if you're a tennis player, because that's kind of one of my like weaknesses maybe coming into this. When you're playing tennis, the ball's coming fast and hard, and you need to hit it hard to get it back over the net. So I brought that philosophy <laughs> into pickleball, and that just doesn't work. So my mantra is light and airy, light and airy, light and airy. And what's great is that anyone, any age, kids to three digits, you can play pickleball, and there's all different levels. So it's, it's really easily accessible. In like the first day, you were able to like start playing somewhat competitively. Absolutely, That's and amazing. a big thank you to Sammy Lee, our. I mean, he's professional. Yeah. They to you know get all the rules and all the yeah, yeah. you know the things. But yeah, in a day you can pick up how to play the basics. Bradley, you talked about that as well. You found yourself swinging for the fences. Yeah. And how did yeah. that? How did your you game could call change? It that. Swinging for something. <laughs> <laughs> how did their game change throughout the week? You know, like, again, I didn't pick up a racket until last week was actually the first time that I picked up a racket. And so I feel like, you know, this is something that would be like, I would probably say six weeks worth of practice and I'd feel a lot more confident. But I will say, and I think this touches on what Alexis said, that I think is why pickleball um, has become so successful is that, you know, it's scalable. So if you're playing with similarly skilled people, you can still have fun and you're not going to feel left out. I mean, if everybody on your team uh, or that you're playing is Julia and you're just starting, it might get a little intense and a little, uh, you know... Verbally abusive. Verbally kind of abusive. Okay. I didn't want to say that, but she or... gives great advice. I will say that. She'll tell you exactly what to do and when, <laughs> even if you're not on her team. Um, but But... Again, if you're all starting and you just play, you don't really need much more than your paddle and, and balls. And balls. <laughs> Sorry, it just felt weird. And how about this facility? Did you guys even know something like this existed? Yes. Lucky shots? Absolutely not. Yeah. I did, but I've never been here, and it's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. We had Peter Remish on the owner yesterday, and they're adding like a ton more courts here. They're going to have some restaurant in here and everything. This is a fun... You guys, if you haven't tried it, I'd go try pickleball. It's just fun. Yeah, I was going to say, is anybody here thinking about moving forward in their pickleball life? 
Me. Yeah. I am. Nice. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to continue Yay. playing. Definitely. For sure. Donna? Really? Donna, you're in? in. Steve, I, I know you're in. Jason? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying what to convince Lloyd. <laughs> what was it? No, I, no I actually, out of all the sports that I've looked at, <laughs> yeah, what sports is, have you looked at? Is a couple. Okay. This is the most fun. I would do this again, not in front of people, but I would do it again. Oh, yeah. That's because be honestly, yeah, it is. It's it is really. We've had a. This is probably, and you know, if we ever, if we ask Lori's favorite question, what has been your favorite and least favorite project down and dirty? This is now probably one of my favorite. Wow. Um, really, yeah, really, for a, for a myriad of reasons. And what has been more helpful to you off the courts, the Theragun or the baby bottles of booze? <laughs> Be honest. Well, the Theragun, I brought that in because I, uh, I was, poor Donna, I was hearing about her inner groin area. And so I remember that we had it, so I called Colin, I called my husband, I said, are you coming in? He's like, no. So I'll go home, I live not far. So I brought it in, and probably a highlight of my career at my talk <laughs> is the first time I put the Theragun on Donna. The, I can't describe it on radio, but it <laughs> sounded like a woodland animal. Oh, no. <laughs> finding a giant amazing. sack of food. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets worse. Oh, my God. But, Our, yeah. Well, I know that you've brought a lot of relief to the team, so that's nice of you. Uh, a big question being asked online, Steve, is how short is too short for a man's shorts while playing pickleball? Well, uh, we are about an hour and a half away from finding out. Um, I got shorts. I ordered them online. They were apparently not the same shorts that I had in other colors, though I thought they were. And it was, I was just about to leave. I was rushing out of the house, couldn't find my keys that morning. It was a bad morning. And I put these suckers on really quick, and I was like, oh, brother. This is, they are higher, and they are, they are taut around <laughs> the, whole, the whole inner tube area. And so we're going to give it a shot, and we will see. I'm, my concern is not the walkout. It's as the game goes on, and you're doing, like, more, you know, reaching down and all that. They will... They're going to hike up. They're going to roll up like vertical blind. You know, they'll yeah. just like, snap so. up. So. so we might have to put like a rating on the live stream? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've already talked to the guys. They're ready with the blur button. Shout out to my buddies back there. So <laughs> we're in good shape. And do you want to dispel any of the rumors that you were Winnie the Poohing during any of the broadcasts? That's when you don't have pants on. There was a lot. Okay. Yeah, I was told it did appear yes. like that. I think it was Panda that reached out and said, you, you might want to not do that look anymore. I did yeah. appear as though I was just in a shirt. But you were wearing just... I did have pants on. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Good. I had right. little, little shorts on. Little Daisy Dukes. Now, if the matches were to be played right this second, the number one seed is Jason and Alexis. They would be playing the number four seed, Donna and Steve. This is all based on fundraising. And then we have LoJ versus Bradley and Dawn. That could change before this show is over because oh. uh, we're keeping that tote board open until 5 p.m. So in theory, those numbers could change. It could change up completely who's playing who. That's right. I mean, uh, Lori and Julie are just $5,000 behind um, Jason and Alexis, right? You act yeah. so surprised. And uh, <laughs> Donna and Steve are only 3000 behind Bradley and Don. So this could change. Those phone lines are open. <laughs> it's actually not a phone line. It <laughs> is a keyword, pickle. How, so they go to mytalk1071.com. Project, or we do the keyword pickle, pickle to donate, correct? You can still donate. It's going to four great charities. We're going to find out all about them later, too, because 
once again, all of our listeners are knocking it out of the park with these donations. We're taking a break. We're coming back with more reunion talk on my talk. <laughs> Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have a question from one of our listeners. She was told she needs to split everything 50-50. Is this true? It's not that black and white. Our law says that there will be a fair and equitable distribution of the marital estate. Your marital estate talks about what you own and what you owe. Most cases, equitable usually means equal, but there can be facts in certain circumstances under which one party's awarded more assets or one party's awarded more debts. It's really a case-by-case basis, and that's why you really need to come in and talk to an attorney about what your particular case entails. So what does that mean for her house and her 401k? Again, it's really a case-by-case basis. And remember, dividing things equally, even if you're doing that, doesn't mean you're necessarily splitting every single asset. So there's lots of different ways to do it, depending on what people want, what their goals are, and how you can reach resolution. That's really good information. I bet a lot of other listeners want to know this. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift is attending, but we'll keep you up to date on that. All right, one of the most amazing things about doing Project Down and Dirty is we get to live together in a home. Oh, oh Steve, get your life together. <laughs> Did you just break a chair? Was that an intimidation thing? No, 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 no. I, 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 no, don't breaking, give him right? another one. We can't trust him. I just, I just, wow, sorry, it must have been my freaking glutes. My apologies. <laughs> That's a broken one. No, now you're standing. Donna, mortifying. So keep everyone up to date. Steve did just break a chair. Yeah, that's a. Uh, with his body. That's a bummer. That's a bummer See, start to the evening. I will something. say that. I don't know if we're going to get our rental fee back on the house either. Uh, so, Don, the house you were staying in last night, I heard there was some spooky stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, I just walked in and said, oh, it's such a beautiful old home. It had, I think, 12 bedrooms, and the woodwork was beautiful, and I just felt so lucky to be able to stay there with my work friends. And then Bradley was the first one in the house, and he's like, Don, come here. The bathroom's haunted. How There's something in this bathroom. I feel it. And I, so, went, I, I went to the bathroom, yeah. I'm so I had some time to sit in there alone. Okay. <laughs> and I could just feel that there was a presence in the room, and so I knew when you got there that you had brought your equipment. Yeah, my paranormal stuff from my uh, paranormal team, Twin Cities Paranormal Society. Shout out to them. Um, uh, so I was like, okay, so we got my equipment out, and uh, I first set some of it up in my bedroom. I was downstairs, so was Mike, and, you know, I have some... The dungeon. The dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> in the basement. Uh, Mike wants to have paranormal experiences. So um, he's like, I just want something to happen. And I had my string of lights up that blink of like, you know, something is detected in the room. And he's like, I just want something in my life to happen to me. And the lights flashed on. I'm like, ooh, it just did. Yeah, so that's just the one thing I'm going to tell you about because it's not on camera. But today we did raise, we got to our goal. So we took a bunch of video and we're going to chop it up and put it out on YouTube for you guys so you can watch all of the cool things. The spirits answering us. There was a shout out to Steve in it. Um, so yeah, I, I was really happy. Uh, it's an, hi, yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. And, and I, I, you guys haven't revealed the, the message? No. Okay, so we're not revealing that yet. Mm, I mean, no, unless I, you want me to, I can. No, you don't have, I don't know if that came with like Yeah, a, let me just, I'll tell you. Yeah. Because the, the, the problem with was there was a really significant misinterpretation that Mike first shared with me and then you told me and you changed one word and it changed yeah. everything. So what did you hear about me? Okay, so I was listening to what is called a spirit box and it scans radio frequencies. Anyway, you get words through it and I, I was blindfolded and had headphones on and so they were asking questions I couldn't hear and what came through was just protecting Steve were the words protecting Steve from the later <laughs> so I feel like the spirits in the house were acknowledging like there are other spirits here that came with Steve to protect Steve okay so I was like great I'm gonna claim these as angels in Jesus name and move along yeah. with my day but prior to that Mike had said to me he was like yeah and then it started saying Friday 13th knife protect Steve, not protecting Steve, but protect <laughs> me after knife and Friday the 13th. I was yeah. like, I'm up out of this. I'm going back to Chaska. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that wasn't an accident. Maybe I just wanted you to get freaked out a little bit. Well, it worked. Steve, or was the chair <laughs> that was, just broke? Yeah, is yeah. that them? Oh, Ooh, Brittany. Oh, Jason, were you my angel <laughs> after all this time? Always. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Always. Well, speaking of spirits, I think dating back to Project Down and Dirty One in the trailer, one of the best bonding moments that the My Talkers have is maybe having some late night boozy evenings where oh, yeah. stories are told and laughs are had. Uh, Jason told me maybe we should ask a question about baby bottle of booze. Okay. <laughs> now, some of us on the panel do not drink, but there's a, a nice number of us that enjoy an adult libation. So B. Arthur was in charge of literally one thing. One thing. Oh. Food and booze. So here she comes with a U-Haul full of Chinese food, okay? And I'm not joking. We had egg rolls for Chaska, for Chanhassen. So she comes in and then again, there's 11 of us, probably seven of us would consume alcohol. She gets an airline baby bottle of booze of vodka. And Lori goes into the kitchen. Lori goes, what the hell is this? It was literally a porpoise spit of vodka that we had to divide between Grant and me and Lori. We went through that in about one round of drinks. Donna had, was like licking the inside of the bottle. Yeah. Don? Yes. Don was with me when we had to go we had back to, to bring the Dawn into this. She doesn't drink. She had drink. to go with me to the liquor store to get your jug of vodka. <laughs> it wasn't just about me. I was thinking of my colleagues. <laughs> so it was one, I don't know what size it's called, but I think it's like this size it's, of vodka. It's, it's tiny. What is, I mean the kind of bottle that's been in my house for 10 years? Yeah. Well, I don't know. What is this? A, a leader. Okay. You so don't that's work what they have. for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the bill for the big jug of vodka we brought back, the handle. nice, the one with the handle. It's called a handle. It's okay. called a handle? I, sure. Hey, Don. Uh, I don't Dawn, drink. Okay, so there's 11 of them. 
Several don't drink. Several. So that leaves a handful of people that needed a jug and a half of yeah, vodka. That's right. In our defense, don't forget it next year. Of... Oh, Lori, really? Wow. That's so okay. here was my day yesterday. I go to get the food. I bring it to the house. It's pouring rain. Quinn helps me bring it in. I bring it in. I leave because Jason wants booze. I go to the Not liquor store. Okay, no, everyone wants booze. Okay, everyone wants booze. I go to the liquor store. I get a bunch of booze. By the way, not just vodka, beer, three bottles of wine, not the kind Lori likes. Crazy me. Um, I bring all of that back, and then Julia walks up and goes, is this all the vodka we have? I want more. And, it, and I was like, Could I, can I eat? Can I just then, eat dinner? And then I look at, I look at, I look at AM and I, or I look at, oh God, I called you by your real name. I, I looked at AM and I go, because we all like a little fruit. And I said, did you happen to bring some citrus? And she goes, no, I didn't bring your damn citrus. I go, that's okay. I travel with my own. And I pulled out a giant bag of limes and lemons. Yeah. So then Dawn and I, Dawn and I went back to the liquor store. We went to the store. to the grocery store. Yes. I was going to say, and for those of us who don't drink, I, while you were gone, thought, God darn it, there's nothing sweet to eat. Because, like, you know, we don't drink cocktails, but I want some dessert by the end of the night. And it somehow, I think you guys read our you minds. You mind-melded with me. You walked in with a giant-ass cake. And a cheesecake wheel. That we ate without you, by the way. We were all... Oh, I, oh girl, did I had you, cake. When I came up, when we were doing question time, oh. I, I was... Y'all were talking, and I was just like, cake. Okay, cake. Cake. I wonder what happened to the egg rolls. Donna ate them. <laughs> All of them. Right, Donna, Steve? Listen, if you guys know Donna, if you've heard her talk about what she eats, she, she would survive so well in, like, the 1820s, when there were no <laughs> options. It's fine. She doesn't need them. She found an egg roll ate the egg roll. Jason and I are sitting next to each other across from Donna. <laughs> Donna's enjoying a little beverage, and then she just keeps reaching without autopilot. AI has taken over Donna. She's eating one egg roll after another. Jason's tapping my leg like, are you seeing all these egg rolls that I, she's eating? I whispered it. I go, Steve, does she do this all the time? No. Like, never. 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 No. never. She's hollowing the mouth, leaving the skin because that's healthier. Oh, my God. Like Dexter. Like, she was like, yes. like Dexter's victim. She yes. was like, you know... To the point where then Jason, he's, he's about to like turn in and he brings in, he said, I'm going to go get the tray of all of the egg rolls. He brings them, sets them. Donna, like not even missing a beat, just uh-huh, each one. Then Jason goes off and I text him, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes later, I was like, just so you know, another one. And it's a picture of Donna. Oh, wait, they're not full egg rolls. They're just, they're they were just like little. But you went, like, you were like Joey Chestnut at the hot dog contest. You were, like, she dipped them in water. She's fueling her athletic hey. body, okay? Yeah, carb loading, carb loading, MSG loading. And the picture Steve sent me, it was like a great good night. Steve goes, good night, this is for you. She <laughs> ate another one. Oh and it's, God. I'll show you guys the picture in the break. The picture of Donna, you're, you're just like in a coma. She's in egg roll mode. She's yeah. like, I, there's another egg roll in front of me, no egg roll left behind, all will be consumed. Well, in my defense, yes. last year, or the whatever year we were staying in a house, we had like... A hundred egg rolls left over. I just didn't want that to happen again. Bless you. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> All right, so you guys are a big happy family, and I definitely want to hear, Lori, who is mother, 
who is father. And I want to know, after we come back, tell us where we're at with the seeding uh, right now, Rocco. Yeah, I will tell you, we're still Jason Alexis first, Lori and Julia second, Bradley and Don third, Donna and Steve fourth, but that could change. We're keeping it open till five, so Dang. please go to My Talk Keyword Pickle. That could change the outcome of this. It's pretty exciting. All right, we'll be right back where Lori's going to tell us who is father and who is mother. It's a huge debate going on right now. Lori. There's a yes, lot of debate. Sorry. Everybody I interviewed today was bringing up this father and mother question. And I want to know your opinion. Who is father and who is mother here at the radio station? Yes. Well, Jason is father. Jason always gives the wrap up. At the end of our project down in Dirties, he kind of sums up everything. Usually he does the reunion show. He must have not wanted to do it. It was a lot of work last year. I don't know. But anyway. Um, but he definitely is, but one year, the, the year Steve really got in trouble with everybody, the comedy, down and dirty, he did... Is anybody there? Was anyone at that? Okay. So do you remember the drama? The drama. <laughs> there might have been shoes thrown, a broom thrown out on stage <laughs> by me, because Steve no, went long. No, no, I threw it. Oh, you threw it, the shoes. Yeah. I threw the broom. Yeah. Slid it. Because Steve went, he just was... Hooked on the audience laughter. He was, was crushing it. was I love these people. It was fueling me. But you went over. You, you did a comedic sin. Well, they said to keep it to a tight three, and I had to go back and watch it because everybody was irritated, and I think it was like 13 minutes. My bad. <laughs> it went on forever. And so, so he did. And Jason, were you next? Had you already gone? I had already gone. You'd already gone. And he... Yeah, I'd already gone. Okay. And I walked back. Steve was performing. And this was Steve's very first. Yes. First project. It was first project down in Dirty. Wasn't real familiar with a chunk of us. That was the time that I scared you with the story. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's the father. But yeah, so. But no, I. But this was pre-show, the story that you're talking about. Yes, yes. Where you, after the, he just lovely, he just wrapped up everything. And gave accolades to who needed accolades and praise and you know he just like the, what the dad does yeah and then steve-o stevie yeah. boy gets up and he, he decides he's going to be father and start telling his own thing but wait there's and, more so jason just he at the end we did all, not appreciate we had a great it. conversation last night we had so much fun at, at the the dinner table spilled into games and then just like good connecting time and then jason was like can I make a confession to you? And I was like, here we go. And then you told me your side of the story. And then I attempted to explain my side of the story. But from your side, what did that go down like? Oh, I wanted to slap you. I, <laughs> yeah. I, wanted to, I didn't know you hardly at all. So Lori goes, go, you know, this is before we all went out. And we were all pretty nervous for that one. That for was sure. a really, oh, that was it was sold out at Mystic Lake. That's a, it's a, it was a lot of people. And, and it was a really scary my girl, Lex, it was just not a good one for her, and we were just all really, really nervous. So I did a little pep talk, and I got done, and y'all seen Bridesmaids and that scene where Kristen Wiig does a speech, and then the girl grabs the microphone and then adds onto the speech, and then Kristen grabs the microphone. That is what happened in the dressing room. So I do the speech, Steve literally takes the mic, and he goes, one more thing. No! And and Lex looks at me, because Lex knows me like the back of my hand, and I look at her, I go, is this bitch? <laughs> and she knows she goes, she grabbed my leg, she goes, girl, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Just Thank work you, through it. You'll be work, just work through it. We've Thank been, you, Lex. Yeah. 
I, I thought in that moment, I thought it was like, okay, yes, all that's good. And let, are we doing popcorn here? Here's what we need to focus on. And then I was trying to pep everybody. It did not take much longer for me. Once I stopped and no one else said anything else, I thought I probably wasn't supposed to go there. And then, you know how you said I've been getting a little too intense during this competition? Yes. I remember right before we went out, I was probably too much in like my high school basketball mode there. And I was walking down the line, like trying to get people fired up. And I just remembered people looking at me with a very dissimilar sense of intensity about everything. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. And that was all before I went and pissed everybody off with my 13 minute set. Anyway, here we are all these years later. As Bradley, as Bradley accurately said, we were all mad because we were all jealous because you killed. You killed oh, that night. That's yeah. right. Yes, you did. And we didn't know. We didn't know. You no, know, it was you, too you long. It went on too oh, long. Glory. It was too long. It was just. It was like enough already, Mister. I mean, that's how we. And even last night when you know Steve is trying to explain again, I just had to stand up, put my hands on Jason's shoulder, and kind of yell in Steve's ear, "Jason is the father." <laughs> I was even taking too long explaining my side. Lori turned to me at one point last night and said, oh, I just hate talking to boring people. And I thought, okay, all right. You know what? I don't think we need to ask who the mother is after that. Yeah, after you yeah. reprimanded Steve. Very clear, yes. So Project Down and Dirty Comedy was where, kind of where Steve got to show his stuff. I'm going to get to Mike Ganger here because he needs to leave in a second. He's going to be the play-by-play -play guy for tonight. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, this is his first Project Down and Dirty, right? This is Mike Ganger, everybody. Yeah. Zamboni! Before you go, we want to hear about, are, are you a play-by-play -play guy? I am, yeah. Before I got here, I was the uh, sports director for a small radio station in Wisconsin. So I've called hundreds of games, and I'm super excited for this one. Everybody's been making fun of me all day long, or all week long, because this is my uh, notebook where I've been making all my little observations and kind of, you know, little things to talk about through it. Have and, you given us nicknames? Um, no, not nicknames, <laughs> but I do have the list of, uh, here's how Donna Valentine ranks all of her opponents, which yeah. is really fun. This is good bulletin board material. It's like you found a burn book. Oh my God. Listen, Donna. I said so many nice things about you last no, night. No, this is lies. Shall we? Share it right yeah, now. Yeah, share it right we? now. Like, share it. Do it. Do it. Go from number one down to number eight. We'll go number one down to number eight. Okay, this was discussed today on the show, so you might have already heard it. But Julia, number one. Again, this is the rankings of today's opponents based on Donna Valentine and Steve. A little bit combo. Steve is number two. Steve was second after Julia. Then it's Lex. Dang. Alexis is next. Jason is right after Alexis at number four. Wow. That's a high Donna then has Donna there at uh, the next spot, number uh, six. Or number Seems five. generous. Followed up by Dawn. Lori. And this guy right here. Hold, Steve, get Brad. Steve, hold him back. It was Steve. Well, you were just, you were on the slide. You were just like, I'd mention a player and be like, they're good. And you're like, nobody's that good. They're not that good. And I said, go ahead, rank them. 
That's going to be fun. So before you go, Mike, give us your thoughts. Is your first project down in Derry. What was your favorite part of the week? Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, as much, I know you're all here because you love these uh, people on the air, and they are so welcoming behind the scenes as well, and it has been awesome to join this team, and uh, it is incredible, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Last night was cool to get to meet everybody in a different form, more of a social uh, way, and uh, I could not be happier and prouder to be with you guys. Mike Ganger. Well, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're watching us now and you bought the $10 thing, I think you can still pay uh, to get that $10 streaming rights for tonight, right? I think so, yes. Uh, I'm getting a strong yes from Amy, yes. Mike's going to be doing play-by-play. -play. There's going to be a blast. Yeah, Bill Mack is going to be joining me, and we're going to uh, knock out some play-by-play. -play. It's going to be fun. Really quickly, do you yeah. feel comfortable? Do we have time for him to share? Last night you told us the lengths to which you went to call a game, which I just think was oh. amazing a couple years ago during the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic, it was a lockdown time, and I called it because you always call the high schools ahead and you just let them know, hey, I'm coming, have a table set up for me or something. And I called ahead and they're like, yeah, you can't come. We're not allowing any outside media. And I was like, well, what are we going to do? So hooked up my TV to the live stream that they were doing. I found a mix of like people playing in a basketball court like, and did a loop of that for about an hour and a half and just had that toned up little yeah, sneakers going squeak, squeak, squeak like a basketball court. And I even had a couple dribbles that I'd bring in at times and did the entire game from my living room. So wow. we had to find a way. God, my. That's the broadcaster. That is more commitment than I've ever put in anything I've ever done. It's like a Foley artist that and is, a sportscaster. That is impressive. Um, I do have to add you a quick history lesson. Holly, I want to know what the origins of the Dingleberry are. Oh, our mascot, yes. Well, we did some live on our brainstorming as far as the name goes, the Ball Slappers. And then we love bears. We love bears. And then it was like, well, yes, of course, it's going to be Dingleberry, because you know what Dingleberry means, right? We were wondering if you knew. <laughs> what, what, are, what, Alexis? What? What? So it just all made sense. It was over a matter of days, because improving with these guys and brainstorming is just boom, 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 like that. It was decided. So we, Dingleberry, the ball slapping bear, is going to be playing an exhibition game yes. between me and Grant. And I don't know the name. What is it? What do you have? A pickle? In a tutu? Pickle, yeah, pickle me pink. Pickle me pink. Pickle me pink is our team name. Yes. Pickle me pink. We've got a nice pickle outfit with a pink tutu. Yeah, but does your pickle have a name? Oh, do it, what should we I do? I think Jess said it was pickle. Where should we go pickle? Okay, great. Which is like Mr. very OJ style. <laughs> Sex. No, That's because fine. we're going to call it sexy pickle, pickle because who's playing our, with us? Sexy dog. pickle. Dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sexy Wait. pickle. Sexy pickle or sex pickle? Sex. Oh, ooh, sex oh pickle. Okay, no, sex, sexy, sexy, sexy. Okay, great, because no. I think I went there SP. in Amsterdam one time, so, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, game one tonight is going to be uh, Grant versus Holly, and Grant's going to have pickle on his team, and Holly's going to have dingleberry that's right. on her team. Uh, Holly, how are you feeling about this matchup? Excuse me? How are you feeling about this two-on-two -two matchup? Oh, my goodness. I think Grant and I are going to have to hustle a little bit because I did tell Dingleberry, I'm like, look, just don't move much yeah. or <laughs> dance. No injuries involved here. And this is going to be a light exhibition game, I think, Grant. We're, we're going to have fun. Yes, we're going to have a lot of fun. What's your strategy playing against Dingleberry? Oh, of course. Easy. This is easy. I'm just, if you just said he's going to stand there, I'm going to hit it right at his Dingleberries. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do all night. Very mature. <laughs> there you go. And so as of right now, then we'll have the exhibi exhibition game, and then we're going to have the uh, two different seatings. Now, 
where are those? Where are we at with those games, Good Rocco? Good question. You want to pull it up there, Grant? Yes. Last we looked, Jason and Alexis were in first with 32. Is that refresh? Round of yeah. applause. That's an amazing feat. Yeah. yeah. Wow. $32,000. That's for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Lori and Julia, 27.5. So. They're within striking distance if someone comes through, one of your Woodbury ladies or something. <laughs> I didn't hear you. If you want to get the number one seed, you've got to, do, you've got to get about five grand by five grand. Oh, okay, I'll get on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got Bradley and Dawn, and then Don and Steven last. So Just right now, if we, were to add, if we were to end right now, it'd be Jason and Alexis versus Donna and Steve, Lori and Julie versus Bradley and Dawn. The winners of those matches take on each other for the big prize. The big prize, a day off. The oh, big yeah. loser has to work that day. Big loser has to work that day. I yeah. love that. So if you want to make a donation, uh, all you my talkers out there, and you've done so much so far, but maybe you've been pushing it off till now, you got uh, till five to make this uh, happen. Keyword pickle. Head on over to mytalk107.com, 1071.com, keyword pickle. All right, we'll be right back with Project Down and Dirty. Welcome back to Project Down and Dirty 13. See, now we're going to there. Let's get your sports. Because we like sports, right, Lori? We love them. Whatever you say, Brittany. I love that. All right, we have to, you guys, we have to acknowledge, we have raised so much money. Let's give a round of applause for not only our teams raising this money, but you guys have donated Woo! so much money thank for you, amazing you, causes. It's, it's, it's always so, it's just amazing to be a part of this community is like the best. I'd love to hear um, a little about each charity, if we could go through the shows and talk about what we were raising money for this week. Okay, I'll start. Yeah, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Twin Cities. They are an amazing organization. You've probably heard of them. They've been around 100 years. They basically are working on building community by pairing up bigs and littles and spending time with each other and have impactful um, consequences, well, not consequences, <laughs> benefits yeah. um, to each other. So you're spending, you know, have an adult that cares about you other than your parents. And then, you know, they keep you young, right? You know, you can talk about Riz and all the things that we've completely killed by talking about <laughs> on the show. How do you do, fellow children? Yeah. <laughs> you got the Riz kids? Oh, wow. I totally made that uncool. But it's really fun. So they, the money that we've raised today helps promote and what they're doing yeah. and get more bigs and get those matches going so they can get out in the community and spend time together. And we can talk about in detail later, Jason, how you've been a big, so you've learned about, know about this program pretty well in and out, but like Holly, what's something you learned that you did not know about this organization prior to this week? I think all the work that Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Twin Cities does in the community and they're involved in other nonprofits and other charities too and really building that community network. And the work that it takes, the work that Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Twin Cities takes in curating relationships between bigs and littles. They're not just pairing random folks with random folks. And, and the money that you helped us raise today goes directly into that vetting process, the background process. They want to make sure that these bigs and littles are going to connect, however that may be. And we've heard fantastic stories all week long of people who are still in big little relationships 10, 20, 30 years later. We are, they are creating 
foundational connections that will carry through for the rest of people's lives. It, it's, it's very touching. And yeah, let's give nice. them a round of applause. That was amazing what you guys have done this week. Yeah, $32,000. So <laughs> I mean, that's That's crazy. why they're the number Think one seed. That. That's just so dang cool. All right, Donna and Steve, who are you raising money for this week? Uh, we're raising money for Special Olympics of Minnesota. And I think a lot of people, you hear Special Olympics and you think, oh, that event that happens every four years. What we really learned is that Special Olympics of Minnesota, and they have tons of local chapters all throughout the country, uh, week in and week out, there are activities all the time for athletes, meaning children, even adults as well, who have intellectual or developmental disabilities to participate, to become part of a team, to get involved in sports. And, you know, as a father of uh, a son who is involved in sports, I really think sports is a powerful tool that can teach kids lessons that they apply in all other areas of life. And it's very much the same for the Special Olympics in Minnesota. I think what's different is there is this a special sense of belonging that the athletes get by being a part of this. They feel seen, they get the, the dignity of being a part of a big team atmosphere and a real sense of confidence for them that carries into other areas. And they, they told us about this Unify movement that they're doing oh, in schools. At, at different schools in the Twin Cities where it's great if there are teams filled with Special Olympics athletes, but it's also great if there are teams that have all sorts of abilities represented on the same team. So different schools are starting to do that. And it turns out that that becomes a really wonderful learning tool for everybody that is involved in that group for empathy, for understanding, for seeing other people. And so that's a movement that they're really trying to champion. And cool, Special Olympics is going to be where next year? Uh, they're going to be right here the in Minneapolis Games. at wow. the U of M. Yeah. And also uh, celebrating their uh, 50 years this yeah. year. So. Yeah. Happy anniversary, special. Thanks, Olympics. Donna. Round of applause for Donna and Steve. That's awesome. Fifteen thousand dollars, you guys Holy raised so God, far. That's amazing. All right, Bradley and Don, can you guys tell us about the money that uh, the charity that you raised money for this week? All right. So our charity this year is Brave Like Gabe, which you maybe didn't hear about until uh, well, unless you're a runner, you might not have heard about Brave Like Gabe. But a lot of people in the running community in the Twin Cities and beyond, in fact, we learned just how far beyond into just what other areas, in fact, of pop culture even, um, have been uh, connected to the organization known as Brave Like Gabe, which raises money for research and a lot of other amazing things, helping bring awareness to rare cancers. We learned a lot about rare cancers this week. We didn't realize that 50% of all cancers are considered rare. It's just that certain those that 50% don't have the same communities, the same networks, the same research dollars behind them. Uh, and so if you are diagnosed with one of those rare cancers, then you might have a harder time connecting with people who have experiences like you. You might have a harder time connecting to research, uh, to trials, and to treatments, honestly. So Brave Like Gabe is able to provide grants to research for those rare cancers, but also, and this was the other part of the organization that um, I think spoke to both Dawn and I particularly, is that physical activity is a part of their mission. Um, that bravery, that hope that they talk about, you're able to deal with the diagnosis of cancer um, in a way better 
with uh, physical activity. So the founder of the organization, Gabe Grunwald, who is the one who started the organization before she passed away from her own uh, rare cancer diagnosis. She was a runner, professional runner at the U of M. A lot of people knew her um, from her running and uh, her role in the community. Therefore, in the organization, they put a real emphasis on physical activity and physical fitness and helping people deal with their own um, cancer diagnosis. We actually talked to her husband today. He was able to come on the air with us, and he shared that yesterday would have been their 10-year anniversary, and we just thought that was very brave of him to share that and come on with us. So if anybody out there is listening and you still want to donate, just donate $10 in honor of them and uh, all the work that they've done and just spreading hope because her mantra was run towards hope and she would actually run to her chemotherapy treatments which is just it's just so heartwarming and mind-blowing she wanted to be an inspiration to everyone else so we're just so thankful and happy to be representing them and bring attention to brave like gabe yeah eighteen thousand dollars you guys holy so buckets all right, and then Lori and Julia, can you guys tell us about the charity you guys were raising money for this week? Yes, our organization was save.org, Suicide Awareness Voices and Education. And really, the primary goal of SAVE is to bring hope and faith to so many people who have questions about it. It's a resource that's national. There are advocates for um, starting new programs and spreading the word to everybody. And I think one of the big things that we learned this weekend, we were really worried yeah. about having this be ours because of Lori's personal connection, having lost two nephews by suicide, is that it's been really powerful to say suicide out loud. No one ever wants to talk about it. If someone's friend or loved one has died by suicide, people are afraid to ask them about it. Um, we learned from Jess Laurie, who's a local author even, that it was serendipitous. She was on our show to talk about her book, and she goes, you know, I lost my husband in, um, nine, on 9-11 to suicide, and I was pregnant with our second child. And, and she, she happened to be on our show and she's on our show. for her amazing book. You know, and she said, that. I never wanted to tell anyone about it because I didn't want to upset other people. I mean, what a horrible feeling. And I think her husband's name was Nate, I hope. I can't remember right now, Jess. But just, it's kind of, it's, it's the 11th leading cause of death right now. And if you know someone, it's really powerful to ask them about their loved one because they still love them. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's been really, really cool for us to be a part of this charity this year and to read people's short stories when they give donations, to mm -hmm. remember their names, and um, it's just felt really good. And, mm -hmm. and save.org, and we've got Eric, Eric. Michi right over there. It's been... Don't you think, Lori? Yeah, I mean, suicide is preventable. I mean, that is the number one thing, that because when someone is fighting depression or whatever mental health issues they have going on, you know, they just can be out of their mind for seven seconds to do something that they can never take back, they can never change. So knowing, you know, like if someone were to express that thought to you, what to say, and we had a doctor on yesterday, you know, it just is, I know even for me, I mean, 
I was just like, when I heard about this charity, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to talk about suicide for three days. Do you know the lengths my family goes to for us to avoid, you know, talking about it because it just makes all of us sad. But even though my sisters always are like, we wish we, we wish more outside of the family people would remember the boys, but people don't want to bring it up because you feel like you're hurting. So I feel like in that way, just that we talked about it so much, it made a difference in people's lives. So that felt pretty amazing. So you guys raised almost $28,000 wow. for save. I'm looking at the total board here. Everybody up here and all you people out here and all you people listening, $93,949. Wow, oh my okay. God. It's not done yet. We've got another hour left of the reunion show leading up to the big pickleball matches tonight. So stay right there. Keep listening to us on my talk. It's Lori and Julia here for Learning RX. We're going to go reading now. The place now. that we absolutely love. They've got seven metro-wide locations. And... Um, I, you know, we get so many great testimonials from parents or people who have gone through the program. And that how, had lost hope for their kids, though, um, about going to school and, and learning. And, and stressed out trying to figure out, um, what, what next? I've done everything. I can't. What am I doing? And they, um, they can help you. They are brilliant at this. It's scientific approach. It's one-on-one brain training. And it's actually fun. And it's, You've done it, you know. I did. I did it to learn how to read faster for this silly job of mine because I was a slow reader. But I love this. We're passionate readers. We're passionate about learning RX. Call them today. Set up your one-hour assessment. It is eye-opening. It gets to the root cause of the issue. That's learning RX. 